stay. I think this thing's fucking breaking. This is what happens when you buy the knockoff brand on Amazon. <laughs> hey, man. If it works, it works, you know? It, well, it's not. It's the problem. It's not really working. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's your fault. So. I, I know. Spend the extra $10, cheap ass. <laughs> this is a future note for yourself. Spend $10 more Sp- cheap ass. Cheap ass bitch. <laughs> Bandmate time. It's bad bandmate time. Um welcome, bad bandmates. Uh this is the album swap. Yep. It's the thing we do every other week on this uh show of ours. And basically, if you listen to the last episode, you'll understand that we're listening to two albums. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling actually I I don't really know what's gonna happen. But I gave Nate a weird one this time. Abnormal yeah. for what we've done. Wanted to change it up a bit. And he That's could probably cool. get the whole, his portion done in, in a sentence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal my hand just yet. But yeah, there's about one sentence in yeah. there. So and that's kind of what I figured. But the whole point of this podcast was to share music that we enjoy. And I really like the, in, the album that I gave him, which, by which the way, is? is Embraceable You by Chet Baker. Excellent. And I gave you Come In by Children 18.3. Right. So, uh, yeah, we could probably talk about Chet Baker first. I think that that's... Let's get that out of the way, yeah. Um, so Chet Baker, Embraceable You. Um, just picture the 1950s. Yep. And... And there you go. That's it. That's that's the whole. That's, that's the whole. basically well, it. Yeah. My my paragraph I wrote was like, it just sounds like one of those cloudless nights in a 1950s nightclub. You're dressed to the nines, as they say. For sure. You have you have a cigar in hand, or just cigarettes, and you're chain smoking them, and you're yeah, and you're. Drinking a glass of whiskey yep. on the rocks, mm-hmm. and this is about your eighth glass so far that day. But like you have to, you know, you have to steady it out the whole the whole day. Basically, just watch Mad Men, like one episode. <laughs> you'll you'll understand, like the look that I was like going for. Um, although I can't remember off the top of my head what era Mad Men was, but um, we're gonna say it's, it's the fifties. Um, basically this is all sort of acoustic, uh, plucky guitar, jazzy chords, but like very subtle with stand up bass. So like that really deep, rich, like boom, 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 boom sound, except for it's very laid back. Yeah. And that's the whole album. <laughs> it is. And there's some trumpet on like three tracks. Yep. And the weird thing is, is he's primarily known for, for playing yeah. trumpet, but there's not much trumpet on this album. Right. Um, on, overall, though, like I was just kind of like, it just kind of put me in like a nice relaxed sort of mood that kind of just laid back. All right. You know, I'm in for the evening. You know, I've, you know. I honestly, what I was thinking about was, man, I could probably like take some samples off of this and just make a make a hip hop beat, sure or something. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't I don't know if I've ever really discussed this on the podcast, but I picked this album because I have a a deep love for jazz music, especially this super laid back. Like, there's a bar in Duluth called Blackwater, mm-hmm. and it's it's I think, well, I mean, it's Duluth, Minnesota, so it's only as bougie as you can get in Duluth, Minnesota. But it's a bougier little club, and they always have some laid-back jazz musicians, and it it encapsulates, <laughs> it's yeah. a heck of a word, this era very well there. 
and that I, I just really enjoy going to that place. But this is my 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 thing with this album is when I when I think of any kind of smooth jazz, this is my go to. Mm. Like every time because I just I, I don't even have any like specific songs or anything. It's just the album as a whole. I can be in any mood during the day. And this album specifically calms me down and, you know, levels me out like more than like weed or anything. would. Sure. So I just I loved it. I love it. And I haven't really you know, we, we talk so much in this podcast about rock music, you know, punk rock or right. hip hop. We talk about a little bit, but we haven't really dove into anything like this before. And this is a very important album to me. Just mood wise sure so i was excited to give you it i didn't think that we'd have like this huge discussion about it or anything because there's not much to discuss if you like jazz music this is good right it's basically it i want to say it's it, and this none of this is any diss or anything it's like there are of course probably better uh musicians mm-hmm. or artists during that era oh yeah but but this was kind of something I don't know, just a little outside the box, you know, like you're saying, it's just it's not something that we normally gravitate towards, at least in musical discussions. So I I appreciate this one because it just kind of is a nice palate cleanser for all of the, you know, (laughs) the metal and rock and all that punk stuff that we kind of constantly are listening to and and feeding to each other. So um, overall, though, it was good. Um, I could see myself like finding like this in like a dollar bin like vinyl and just and just being like oh okay sure you know and then picking it up and putting it on the turntable at home and just being like yeah this is one of those evenings you know it's that that (laughs) was actually a great description of palate cleanser because i i pictured that uh, this album for more than just like musical palate cleansing like just life like if you have a bad day for me personally if, if i have a bad day and i put this album on it's like everything's okay. And there's nothing special really about it. Like you said, there are little hints of like some kind of like doo-wop vibes every now and then, which is sure. interesting. But there really isn't anything special. It's just like a I just think it's a super good album. It's just calming and yeah. I just love it. I think it's just one of those things where it just you know, if you're kind of feeling in just a a mellow mood or maybe even like a kind of a sad mood all honestly just for me personally that's just the vibes i got because it's kind of that it's more on the slow side and the melancholy side of mm-hmm. like that jazz uh s- style of music and so you know give it a shot it's not it, yeah it's not anything crazy and it is funny that we talked about drums last episode and this album has literally zero drums it has none in it at all (laughs) none i went i could have went for something that was like really drum heavy then i was like i'm gonna go fucking super opposite of what we just talked about yep yep exactly keeping it interesting i mean part of the you know part of that is because i mean usually we try and sometimes we try and tie it into what we're discussing but like i had already heard a good majority of everything you uh, you know you discussed on your drummer side and you had kind of heard uh the band that i'm a, i'm gonna talk about and stuff like that but like probably not as deep a dive as like everybody knows blink 182 and right. especially where we're from you know you know motion city soundtrack mm-hmm. you know and, and all that stuff so yeah but this is a good pick i i enjoy it i think it'll be just like something that i'll think about every once in a while I'll be like oh yeah like I could throw that on. The best is just for for you and everybody listening. My best advice is like put on some headphones in like the middle of summer, and if you have like a lake nearby or something, go walk around and just kind of look at the moonlight on the water. And it's just fucking mm. perfect. It's perfect for that. Yeah, definitely. Very feels heavy. Yeah. Um, so quick and painless. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's funny. I think this is the about the length of our first ever album swap. Where we're at right <laughs> so, now is when it ended, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it was pretty much just fuck glass animals. King Gizzard sucks. <laughs> End. <laughs> mm. Silly. Um so Children 183. Children 18 album three. come in. Um do you have a statement? Did you go track by track? What did you do? At I this went time? track by track. I don't have a statement. Well, okay, I mean, I'll my, my statement started with it's a Christian rock band. And then I wrote more and then I was like, why do I need to say that? It's obvious. Yeah. Right. 
So um to to preface it, um the the out the band um like we mentioned in the last episode, like I feel like looking back the band that I was in Fight for the Weekend um we definitely took inspiration from these guys like i i think they were like one of our for sure me like one of my biggest drumming inspiration and one of my biggest like live show inspirations was children 183 because i've been seeing them since i was i mean i think they formed in 99 and i'm pretty sure i have been seeing them like since their inception so um yeah i mean that's the background of that oh also side note fun fact uh they're all siblings so i did not know that the main guitar player who who sings and the the female bass player who also sings and then their brother is the drummer and the, the guitar player and the bass player they look like siblings yes they both have long dark hair you know they do the eye makeup and like the you know the they have that kind of stage presence and uh the drummer is just like clean cut like buff as hell like and just looks like he was in the military you know and like (laughs) and it's just one of those things where it's it's uh but but i love that because it's like you, you don't have to put on a certain look they're just you know they they all clearly are comfortable with who they are and mm-hmm. they play music and they play it well and they kick ass. So chill 19.3 come in Josh. Um, oh, all right. And just so. to preface, they're kind of like, yeah, I, I mentioned they, that my band was, you know, I- influenced by them. If you don't know my band, it, it, let me describe chill 19.3. It's kind of like punk, but also rock, but also heavier at points and also very chorus heavy very sing-songy um sing-along type of grooves makes you want to jump around and and stage dive and stuff anyways i've talked enough (laughs) so i have i you know i just thought of this but i i want to tell you nate i have listened to children 18.3 in the past as we discussed uh right i didn't not like it but it wasn't like a super standout for me so this is the first time that i've ever really dove into them and right. I went in with a clear image because it had been, what do you think, probably like 10 years since I'd heard them. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty hard to not to. So uh, Come In is the title track of the album, mm-hmm. and it is the first song. Uh, I, did <laughs> I did not uh, like it in the beginning. Here's my, here's my thing. I'm going to let you know in advance. Okay. I don't love the guy's voice. It's not bad. Okay. It's a great voice. Uh, he's he's very on key. He is a he's great singing voice. It's just something with his enunciation that it's just everything's a little over enunciated for me. Sure, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. However, it's very like theater based. You know, very how they much always, so. You know, they have mm-hmm. to hit those like yes and this day. Yes. Yeah, I it, found like, a like, cat in the dumpster today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude. Yeah, very much like that, and it just kind of rubs me a little a little bit wrong but like i said it's really good sure then they come in with it it's it's a it's an electric guitar i think in the beginning and then they fade that out while they're fading in acoustic yeah and like that was dope and then there's some really deep background percussion and it kind of made the song come to life as opposed to if it was just what it was in the beginning it probably would have pissed me off the whole time uh and then he (laughs) and then he hits some falsettos he's just saying come in over and over Right, and he hit these falsetto notes that were again. I don't like his voice, but it was wildly impressive. How sure. he, it's kind, of, it kind of is like a. He kind of had to like yodel <laughs> a little bit to go from the <laughs> note that he was hitting into the falsetto. It yeah. was super cool. Uh, yeah, I got I get nothing lyrically out this whole album. By the way, I didn't really read into it, but that's okay. I mean, just like, just put in like positive christianity like acceptance and peace and love and like you know i mean the the whole album is is is, i mean it's called come in and it's basically about like being accepted for who you are that's uh, the title track kind of says it all the lyrically it says it all they 
the lyrically, I find sometimes it can be a, just a bit cheesy, right? But also at the same time, like you can't help but sing along to yeah. those, you know, words and choruses and stuff. So it, it's um, the, the whole album's chorus driven enough where it doesn't really matter what they're saying. Yeah, people are gonna yeah. sing along, and that's a blanket statement for the lyrics. I'll say that like. I've never really gotten much out of Children 183's lyrics because it, it all is just, like I said, the, the stereotypical, but like also they kind of, t- they they tend to tell cool little, in cool little ways, like yeah. little stories and stuff here and there. And it makes a tie in, but like, eh, I, I'm here for the music ultimately in the end with this band. Yeah. So, and you know that I feel that way about, Nothing against it, but pretty much every kind of Christian rock band that I've ever heard of or that I've yeah. ever listened to. I don't get a lot lyrically out of it, but the music usually bangs. Yeah. At least for all the ones that I've seen or listened to. So right. anyway, so that that's come in. I don't really have anything else. It was a pretty cool intro to the album. Uh, yeah. I could tell right away it's going to be very polished, which carries out through the whole album. Uh, next mm-hmm. song, Bethlehem or Bethlehem. Yep. I don't know how you say it. Is it Bethlehem? Bethlehem. Well, it's H E M. I always thought it was H A M. Bethlehem. <laughs> I don't. I don't church. <laughs> I don't church, dude. I never that's have. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our first merch. I don't, I don't church. church. <laughs> but it's like the prayer hands, but like with the circle and the fucking slash through it. <laughs> okay, so this song, uh, fucking bangs. Yeah. This is a banger of a song and the the drums are amazing. Tiring as fuck to even listen to. I can't even d- really describe the songs very well. It's just like a in your face kind of punk rock song. And yeah. her vocals on this are incredible, but what's even more incredible than her regular vocals are the harmonies. They're yes. so tight and so on point with cuz when you when you do harmonies, guys, you want to have them as on with the main vocal as possible so they're not you know, starting late or carrying over any words so that way it's just tight with it. And they fucking nailed it to the point of where if you're not listening, you don't hear them. And that's kind of how you want harmonies. The majority yeah. of the time you want to feel <laughs> exactly. Them. And she is she has a fucking voice because her harm like her regular vocal part is insane on this. And then her harmonies are all over the place and they're in really high registers and then they go really low. It was really impressive. Uh, I do have one qualm with the song before I move on to the drum mixing. Uh, okay. The intro starts off with a little riff and then yeah. and then. It plays that for a couple bars and then it comes in with like this hi hat kind of just on mm-hmm. the downbeat. And I didn't like the it in the beginning because I listened to it on headphones and with speakers and it's the it when it's just a guitar playing, it's panned super far left, and then when the hi hat comes in on the downbeat, they put it center and right and left. And it okay. just it came in a little too heavy for me, where the beginning sure. kind of sounded stupid. Like why did you have it panned then? It just was dumb to me. Sure. Uh, but other than that, the song's great. Uh, drum mixing on this song is fucking phenomenal. It is. It has the the washiest cymbals, like the just the spiciest high-endy cymbals. But yep. they also have this low tone that kind of fills the void in between. And then the panning on, on his toms is remarkable. It's absolutely yep. amazing. And all of that on top of... I mean, just one song in, you can already tell why Nate likes this album, because the drumming is fucking fantastic. Yeah. He's super good. Uh, I don't have a whole lot else on this song, really nothing specific. It's just a fucking banger. Right. I love that opening riff. You mentioned it. And then it just goes into the, like, I don't know what she's saying. Check it. Like, yeah. it's like chicken. Chicken. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure either. Chicken. 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 <laughs> dude like there's i i've been trying to figure out a way to describe like the feeling i get when when they go into those kind of overdrivey moments and i'll try and describe it on the next song but like when it cuts out she says chicken and then they all punch in and it's just like Mm -hmm. it's like it it's like 
you're being hit with like a semi truck of a wall of sound yet it's just like a guitar a bass and drums and like to speak of their live show you get hit with that at their live show and it's just the three of them like and it's just a you're being hit with in the face with just this wall of sound and it's like I st- it's like watching Rush. It's like, how do those three people do that, you know? And it's like, I'm sure there's easy stuff that you can do to make your guitar just, like, crazy and overdriven and, mm-hmm. like, go wild and stuff like that. But, like, me, I'm I'm a... I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, <laughs> production and uh, and really especially guitar work and stuff like that. I just know what I like and what sounds good to me. And this sounds good. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's about it. So to kind of spin off of that, uh, after all, and then ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. Right. Uh, is, yes, the next song. And my goodness, these dudes can write an intro to a song. And just yeah, yeah. What, what I imagine with a lot of these songs is I imagine seeing them start to play this song after I just saw a band that was super lackluster and then they're yeah. bringing me back into being just fucking hyped. Uh, right. I think after all is probably the coolest intro. I mean, I'm just gonna, off, off the whole album as sure. weird as that is to look at intros. I do look at that because if you're not going to have a intro that's going to catch my attention, I'm going to hate the song more than likely. Right, uh, but this one was cool, and this song had. It starts off with like another guitar riff. This time, it's panned in the right ear, and at first, I was like, "Stupid!" They panned in the left ear on the last song. They panned in the right ear on this one, but they had a backwards symbol fading in in the left ear, and then it moved. Everything moved to the center and just fucking bolted you, and that's exactly what I missed on Bethlehem. I realized. Okay. Uh, okay. So excellent job on that, and it's just, it's another just really riff heavy intro uh super rock song and then it goes into this just fast as shit like offspring style verse i I don't know if offspring's even the right like thing to label it as it's just like a super fast like pop punk punk rock kind of verse it's the like that that really fast just punk straight punk beat you know yep and i i normally don't love that in music but then then you get to the chorus and they they broke it down and yeah. made the chorus have this like really just four to the floor kind of swingy sort of vibe and it it's a really well written song. Like a yeah. really, really well written song. There's a little drum break on it. Where is it at? Yes, sir. So at a minute forty, they do this little part where they have a little guitar riff and then it goes into these little drum fills. But I don't even yeah. want to say fills because they're essentially just little solos. And yeah. not only is the drumming excellent on this, and I can 1,000% see the influence in you playing sure. like, through this this guy's style, but again, the mixing on it is fucking gorgeous because it's not often where you can have the drums soloed in a song like that and have them still fill the song, but they, yeah. they filled the song. He's just, it's a very... I, there's, I don't really have a lot to say. It's a very, very well written song. Really, really yeah. solid song. I know this song is. It, it's probably my favorite on the album. It's just, yeah. it just, it goes so hard. And th- that opening guitar riff. I mean, it just sounds like it's so cheesy to like say, but it sounds like just car engines like revving. <laughs> <laughs> and like dry and then just peeling yeah. off into like the just the open road sure. and like yeah. going as fast as possible mm-hmm. and like that's the feeling it's like you're kicking it into like that fucking like whatever they use the nitrous oxide and you go fast and it's you know you're fast and furious and you're vin diesel and like it's <laughs> it just gives me that feeling of like i need to like go as fast as sure. possible. Sure. I thought of Fast but. and Furious the whole time, too. <laughs> I really Perfect. did. I really did. Uh, it does have a piano bit at the end, and they use a fade out on it. I thought the piano yeah. bit was unnecessary to begin with, and then I fucking right. hate fade outs. So that's you know, like, I think that they're better than that already, just diving into this little bit of the album. 
but I see why there's a piano bit because there's no proper way for them to go into the next song off of what they just left off with. So mm-hmm. I think the organization on this album sometimes seems off to me. Like, I don't think that the song should have been after the one that it was just after and adding in the sure. piano bit to, to try and tie them together just made it more awkward in my opinion. It almost would have been better for me to end on the guitar stopping and then just dive right into this, this like super um, like vertical horizon pop song. That's yeah. what I described it as in my notes. So I'll just give that away right now. It reminded me of vertical horizon. Sure. Uh, but we'll go into that song. So hold your breath. Uh, very mm-hmm. radio friendly. Very, very necessary for an album. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a whole lot that I can say on the song. It it has a verse and a chorus. And it goes exactly where you'd expect it to go when you're listening to it. And then you get to the end and they do a key change. Yeah. And I just... I, I'm sure that there's like a music theory reason for key changes. Uh, my brain just hears it and is like, that sounds weird. <laughs> I really like that very much because I'm not a music theory guy. It like it changes like your emotions and it pushes you to like be like, oh, we've we've come to the conclusion. Sure. Like, it's, you know, sure. And I just it, to, to be up front, I, I thought that the song was just OK. I get the point of it because it's a very yeah. radio friendly you know, poppy sort of song. Not yeah. what I expected to hear after what we had just heard on the last two. And then you add in that key change to keep the emotions really flowing on a song that was relatively bland for the album. And it, it makes sense. So, you know, if you like radio friendly pop rock songs, this is it. Yeah. Uh, Don't stop moving is oh, I got to listen to the intro again. Yeah. It starts off with, with guitar uh, but this time it's not panned, so they're they're doing a good job at reusing ideas and not making it stale, which is really cool. Because this is the sure. third song that they started off just with a guitar riff. Uh, it is yeah. acoustic on this one. You you would think on the surface when listening to the intro of the song, it's going to be really relaxed, but they actually kind of they build it up to be pretty cool. There's this little bit right before the choruses that has this really mid two thousand teens pop punk just driving guitar and building drums right before right. they explode into the chorus. Very of its time, because I think this is 2015, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, very of its time. I did notice on this song that, again, this this guy's voice is just not my favorite thing in the world, but they did a lot of, not even necessarily harmonies, but a lot of oohs and ahs, and I believe it's the gal doing it. And yeah. it filled the spaces really good, and it added something that I think is the only thing that made this song, I don't want to say tolerable, because that, that's not what I mean, but uh, in- interesting. Sure. In- interesting, sure. because it's hard to write an acoustic song on a rock album that's really going to fucking yep. capture your attention. Very, very clean recordings. Everything is super clear and, and separated nicely, but everything also still feels really together. Uh, there's a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of heart went into the production on this, which is for me is a very yeah. good thing, because I really like that. Very uh, Travis Barkery drum style on this one, I thought. Yes. Very, very yeah. Travis Barkerish, and I, I, it was hard for me. You can kind of tell with some people, especially in our era of music, where their influences come from. He's clearly influenced a bit by the the Travis Barker. It's that I don't know how to describe the beat because I'm not a very good musician, but his verse drum beat is totally a Travis Barker style drum beat. There is a splash symbol that he hits. That if I had all my you know, changes that I could fix to this album or to any album in the world. Uh, and, but what the fuck do I know? His splash symbol hits in the left ear and it's just a little bit loud where every time I hear it, I kind of jump a little bit because it sounds like, I don't know. It just, it just catches me off guard. I also don't like splash symbols or China's all that much. So that's never a good thing for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think you hit all the points. I mean, it's just, again, it's just one of those, I don't know. It's it's just a fun song, yeah. a fun track. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, super catchy, and I, I really enjoy it. Uh, because of You is the next song. I'll just start it off by saying I think that this is the best chorus on the album. I think sure. it's it's the it's the catchiest, and it has the 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 driviest vibe. Like it's just yeah. really really punching you. Um, this is a, another song that's 
it's just so it's so hard to like describe it over a podcast. If you've listened to any pop punk or punk rock band from the mid 2000 teens, this is a song that they would have written like Taking Back Sunday, any of those kinds of bands. This sounds like yeah. that. And it's just as good as all of them. Yeah. Uh, another song where the harmonies are fucking really, really good. Yes. If they like Agreed. if you like if you don't end up liking this album if you listen to it you you can't say that the harmonies aren't phenomenal because they're some of the best. <laughs> they're just they're some of the best. They're super super sure. good. Uh that's all I have it on that one again. It's very era driven. This whole album is very in the era that we were in and it has a nostalgic feeling without me having to have listened to it in the past. Yeah, I think I think this track had so, I mean, throughout the album, there's a really big, um, there's a really fat bass tone that's going on and stuff like that, if you catch it. But I think they make it so it's, like, perfectly blended with everything else. Just like you said, the production on this, I feel like, is pretty pretty good. And uh, But I think in the verses specifically on this track, it's, like, it's a very much a standout point, so they kind of push the that fat tone up in the front of the, the verses on this track. Um, and you know me, I love sure. the, yeah. the fat bass tones, baby. One last thing on this song. Uh, I did notice that the chorus is wildly similar. I think to the song that Nate pointed out to me is called pain by Jimmy eat world. And I sure. could see them pulling influences from that band as well. Stylistically. Especially chorus-wise yeah. in the song. Not like they stole it or anything. I mean, it just sounds like something that Jimmy Eat World may have written and may have pulled from that song a little bit. So, that very cool. Sure. Very, very cool. Next song. For This, ri- For this We Ride. Uh, <laughs> another song that starts with a guitar riff. Hell yeah. Which is, <laughs> it, it is a, a staple of this album. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah so uh i wrote down not a lot of notes for this what i wrote down is fight for the weekend this sounds like not not like a song that you guys play but this sounds like fight for the weekend style this is what i i love to hear about or out of you guys it was this like kind of dark sounding guitar and like this dirty ass riff but it was also yeah. like super happy and positive at the same time that it's hitting these gross ass notes if that yeah. makes sense. I just, I, I love the riff on this and yeah, I like his, I actually liked his vocals on this cause he does some, in, I was going to ask <laughs> instead of being so exaggerative of his emphasis on like getting to a note and being very theater, like, like what you said, he kind of puts more of like a jazzy sort of swing on it. And when he goes from one note to another, he kind of glides up for lack yeah. of a better way of describing it, instead of just shooting right up there. And it was it was pretty sexy. It was pretty okay. pretty darn sexy. So I, I really like the vibe on this song, but <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to point out a spot. Nate, can you do you have the ability to listen? Yeah. Go to like one twenty five and then listen a little bit past one thirty and tell me if his voice cracks. <laughs> do you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if everybody, if every, if class, if you want to fast forward to a minute 25 and listen to when he says, when we ride, and then he says something else, he has like a hard, hard vocal crack. Well, let me listen to it. I'll get the word. Yeah. He says, for this we ride, innocence. But when he says innocence, he goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a super heavy crack. And like, you guys are better than this. Like, do another take. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I I actually think that vocally on this song, I, I feel like out of any tracks the vocals could have been redone on, this is the one where I was like, uh, I feel like, I feel like it, it could have been a little bit more consistent but also at the same time i think maybe they wanted it to just be that raw and you can shit. you get that vibe from the verse too it is very raw yeah. and it works well on the verse it's just if you have a like a heavy crack in your voice <laughs> i might redo i might redo that but, <laughs> i might redo that one but otherwise uh great great song 
That song's a banger. <laughs> I I love. I mean, I just wrote down like the God. This song is just just rock and roll, baby. Yeah, you know, it's just so like gritty rock and roll, and I love that. I love. Uh, it's just good. Anyways, I, I I don't have much written down about it either. It's just I. It's a good rock and roll song. Yep, and you know? that's all I have written down for the next song, Let There Be Light. Really just a okay. good, good-ass rock and roll song. Um, very, again, kind of of its era, the sure. 20-teens. Uh, I liked it a lot. I don't love his, his voice on this one. I like when she okay. sings. <laughs> sure. But I don't love his voice on this song. This is This is the one that I wrote down. You know, they, they had that crack in the last one. Nothing else really I thought was super bad vocally. This one, I would have scratched the whole take. I just don't feel like he quite had it on a lot of spots. And that was okay. a little less endearing. But I also just am not a big fan of his voice, so he might have had it. <laughs> I I actually feel just kind of the opposite. I think sure. that um, for this we ride was like where I was like, Ugh, like vocally I, I would have redone it. Whereas this one, I, I was like, See, that's what I was looking for, like, on the other song. Because, yeah, the, the chorus of Let There Be Light is, like, is like this super high register. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, a little bit screaming a little bit. Like, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a Coheed and Cambria kind of scream. Yeah, like, like putting a little grit on the voice and stuff. Um, and I think that he... I feel like he, like, nailed it. I mean... I feel like this album, they kind of like went all out because I, I think this is their last album yeah. like ever. So um, I think they were doing those things of like pushing the boundaries as far as they could just to see if they could do it. And I think that they just kind of were like, well, that's it. That's the take, you know, that like leave it in, you know, leave it as is. And uh, the this track, I, I think, is just the way that they build into the first chorus i think is just really great yeah. because you get this super um again it's just kind of this strummy guitar with the vocals right and then the the drummer comes in with kind of these bouncy little tom groove again very travis barkery yep. you know yeah. and he's doing these little cymbal accents and stuff like that and like i mean and then uh he goes into a hi-hat groove like with his snare and um he's doing like a lot of ghost notes on his snare mm -hmm. and stuff like that which uh ghost notes are basically just almost exactly like they sound like it sounds it's just notes that are very low registering um so it, it's kind of like you barely hear them um but he's doing this really cool groove where it's like like that and but it's a little bit more complex than that. But again, very Travis Barker very, and yeah. like kind of kind of has that similar groove. Um, and then when it just kicks into the court, that first chorus, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, like this. This song is just like it's just pretty powerful. I, I like it a lot. But yeah, that's just they me. have a pretty cool um, guitar bit at where is it? Uh, it's at like a, a minute 50 or so they go into like the, the, the song is structured like exactly like a song should be, by the way, I wanted to point that out. They did a, a good job yeah. writing the song and putting in what needs to be put where it needs to be put. They have a good ear for that. There's a little guitar bit that they do at like 150 where it's some heavy strumming notes and then some like pretty little flinkering twinkling guitars, uh, over it. <laughs> and that, that's, that was pretty sweet. I wonder how they do that live since it's only one guitar player be pretty hard to mimic what they did on this part but filled the song sure. filled the track very well and you know like you were saying with the drums very of the era kind of stuff yep anything else on that one no that's it all right watch over me uh very nirvana-ish intro <laughs> yeah like super fucking nirvana uh definitely grungy yeah, yeah. super super grungy but Another super heavy, just heavy, I don't even know what to call it, pop punk, punk rock, rock music kind of riff. Uh, lots mm -hmm. of, like the, you know, the noises in Guitar Hero when you fuck up? 
It's like yeah. chink, 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 and lots of that. And right, it's a little sloppy. Yeah. Right. But like it's it's that kind of sloppiness that's in like a super good way though. Like it's controlled yeah, it's sloppiness. Like it's on purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> controlled sloppy. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I don't have that. I just have shitty playing. Uh I love every <laughs> song that she sings on, and there's this little part that gets stuck in my head. She goes, You're so pretty, you're so pretty. It's it's really good. It's, good. it's really good. I'm sure that's going to make you guys want to listen to the song. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Very, very heavy chorus. Like, super, super heavy chorus. She hits some high-ass notes in it. If you like in-your-face rock songs with really high-register singing, this is a good song. I don't really have a whole lot else to say on this one. I think the only thing I would add is, like, at the very end of the song... They do this weird like change up with the beat. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally the last like ten seconds or something, where it's like they've been playing that riff, that very like you said Nirvana esque grungy sort of riff, and the whole time, and it's like it's just like da 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 da, and then they like switch it up where they switch where the one of the B yep. is almost yeah, they, they, like... I tried to count it out, and I feel like they started on the E instead of the one. Right. Great Big World. Let's see. Super, super pop punky song. Something that I would want to drive down the road with my windows down. It kind of gave me like a the same feeling that I get when I listen to the matches. It's like, sure. it's like a pop punk song, but it's kind of different than a pop punk song, but it still can kind of fall in that same realm exactly yeah that's 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 the whole thing i'm like it's it's always like weird to try and like again pin down bands that kind of just like do whatever they're feeling and that that's exactly what this band does and and there were a couple times i didn't mention this much in the there were a couple times where it doesn't stylistically at all match up with the matches at all really but sure. they have that same kind of vibe where whatever they wanted to do on that song, they did it. It doesn't matter if it makes yep. sense on the album. Much like when they went in from, what was it? I said, after all, into hold your breath, and it made no fucking sense. doesn't right. matter to them. That's what they wanted to do, and they did it, and they did a good job at it. And this song is, like, I get I get little hints of, like, U2 for some reason. And then, <laughs> sure. and then a little bit of like again, Jimmy Eat World, and then they have some like really pretty acoustic guitars in it that remind me of uh, kind of like maybe like a Death Cab vibe or something. It's just kind of all over the place. It's another really beautiful, yep. well written song, and the quality of it is super good. Uh, I wish they would have ended on this song <laughs> yep. and not done the last song, dude. Yep, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh. Also, this is a song. So Long Ride Home is the album ender. Their yeah. verse is another song, and it's a Katy Perry song. Wait, really? Yes. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I couldn't think of the song at all, and I just remember what it is. Roar by Katy Perry. Have you ever heard that song? Ah, it is, it is, yeah, it is that song. I don't know which one came first, though. So that's a problem. I feel like, I, I mean, you can look up when Roar came yes, out. Yes, I certainly can. Let me Google that. Let me guess. 2016. 2013. So Roar okay, came sweet. first. So this song, Log Ride Home, the verse is the Katy Perry song, Roar. I used to bite my tongue in something cheek. I let the da da da. And it is that song. And, Go poop and pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, it breaks off when they go to the chorus, and and again, it's it's really well done, and like her voice is beautiful, the song is beautiful, and I get that they do whatever they want to on this album, whatever they're feeling, but this song was so incredibly unnecessary. Oh my god, yeah, like I, it, I'm sure that like okay, here's my thought with it, it, I'm since it was their last album, right. I'm sure that this song is just like a total like cathartic moment for them to be like, oh, this is what it was like being on the road and being on tour. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, you know, it's always good coming home and like, blah, 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 all that stuff. I hate songs that are about tour (laughs) or being on the road 
or coming home from tour unless it's done in like a really funny kind of like way. the pup song if this tour doesn't kill me yeah this is this song is only for you <laughs> and like that's fine but like like i i never ever listened to the end of this album because of this song yeah so i'm i'm with you on that and it i i didn't i hated it uh, first of all yeah oh i hate first it. of all it it's too. a katy perry song you yeah, ripped yeah, off a Katy yeah. Perry verse. Second, the drum beat is a Travis Barker beat straight out of a song. Like, they could have pulled a sample. Like, spot on <laughs> the same. You know, I, I get the point of these kinds of songs when people write them because they're, you know, music is about expression and kind of releasing your feelings. But it's almost too personal. And I can see where people would listen to this. And if you really read into the lyrics, be like, well, fuck you, man. I didn't ask you to tour. Why are you doing yeah. it then? Right. Like I, I get it though, and I get that it's you know it's like a personal diary, but I just all of that on top of the fact that I didn't think the song was very good, just threw it off for me. So this was a a real letdown at the end of the album. I would have left it at Great Big World and called it really good, and then this song came on and it's just a bummer. Agreed. Now, let me point you to something here. Okay, so. That that is the album ender and stuff like that. But then they did release a bonus song. I can't remember if it was for iTunes or whatever. You know, I don't know if it was specific to CD. Um, but the song is called Red Fire, and while I don't think it should have maybe been like an album ender, like that would have been way better of an ending than the long way home or whatever it's called um yeah this would have been a lot me... better dude just like give it a minute for it to like come in and just yeah yeah this is a cool song yeah i mean like i don't know why this song was a bonus song this song <laughs> could have replaced a couple on the album if they wanted to yeah exactly yeah um regardless it's not our album whatever um but children 183 come in uh we've we've come to the end um i, I you know i i feel like i could have given you like any one of their albums and just pointed out like incredible bits here and there and mm -hmm. stuff like that um I think this might be their strongest. I hesitate to say strongest album. Uh, I feel like their self-titled is maybe their strongest, but I don't think production-wise it's their strongest. Sure. And I felt like production-wise, this one is very like it has a more natural sound to it and just better overall producing. And I feel like there's more, uh, more in intricate details. Um, let's say for most of the album this album though i i mean i keep coming back to and there's there's a time where i just like forget about children 183 for a while and then like i'll become obsessed with like coming back and like list listening to all their albums on repeat for like weeks yeah. and i think i'm in that and and so i really enjoy this album and i just wish they would have left that last track off <laughs> And replaced it with Red Fire. Or Me whatever. too. And I'll be candid. I did not listen to that last track fully twice because right. once was good. <laughs> and then I did play it again on my phone like 18 times today. Just trying to figure out what that fucking verse was from. <laughs> just doing your detective work, just dude. Just being Detective Pikachu over here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, kids. Uh, Embraceable You, Chet Baker, and Come, Come in, in by Children 183. What do you think? Did you like them? Did you hate them? Do you hate us? <laughs> I think you've said that before. <laughs> I say that on a daily basis. <laughs> um, you know, I had a discussion with a previous bandmate of mine who... Um, 
is a lovely man, and he he said that, and we'll probably have him on the podcast soon. Actually, um, he says that he doesn't listen to our episode until he sits down and listens to the full album, and that's the kind of respect that we want out of the the artist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. This this is this whole monologue is pointless. No, it's not. Why it's not pointless. We got this podcast started to give you guys homework. Are you yeah. doing it or not? <laughs> no, but really. Whatever. Do you guys listen to these albums? Do you like them? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Um, yeah, I mean, give these albums a chance. And if anything piques your interest, I, w- I would say that, you know, either Josh or I or both of us like them always. Mm. So, I mean, you know, maybe we'll do a poll one day and just be like, who do you side more with? Nate or Josh, and then like Josh and I will be the only ones to vote, and so it'll be an even split, yeah. and then that'll be it. <laughs> yep, that sounds like fun. It'll be fifty-fifty decision, just like it is now. That's the way I like it. So that's it. That's the album swap. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are out there. Uh, you can search Bad Bandmates and find us, and uh, go give these albums a listen, and uh, check our Spotify playlist because we have. At least two songs uh, from every one of the albums that we have ever discussed on this podcast. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a smorgasbord of just insane switch ups, and I think my favorite song, obviously, is Violent, uh, J. Violent J. Yeah, I don't need a brain. I don't don't need anything. Just need somebody to smoke with. I, just need some homies oh, to smoke pardon with. Me, I don't, the number two. I don't listen to the song often, so I don't know the, the lyrical content. Daily rotation. Okay, that's it. Bad bandmates. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>